Hello, everybody. We just want to welcome you back to the um, second session for growing microgreens. Um, in this section, we're just going to cover all things admin, all things admin. So um, invoicing, websites, labeling, logos and many more. So stay tuned. So for us, when we initially started, I think we first um, we did mention um, that um, the Lord orchestrated things in such a way that we were able earlier on um, to secure an order from a wholesaler now for micro to supply them with microgreens now just to give you a little backdrop when we actually went to that meeting with the wholesaler um, we weren't looking to provide the wholesaler with any microgreens no. actually the point of the meeting was we were just looking at what's the viability, what's the possibility of... And um, what, what what do we do? What, what would we yeah, have what to would do? Yeah, what would the process be? And also, how many microgreens, you know, potentially do we think we may be able to grow? Um, all these questions we didn't have any answers to. And so we thought, well, the best person to talk to is probably a wholesaler. He might know because if he has microgreens and this particular wholesaler did have microgreens so we ended up calling him and then um meeting him and at this particular um fruit and veg wholesaler which was in glasgow which is about three hours, three hours drive away from us three and a half. um yeah they start their working day at 12 midnight so we had to go there early hours of the the morning and um meet with this this gentleman yeah we we just called actually because it, we prayed it's a testimony but mm. we 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 prayed and um through a series of events we got to the point where we called um the uh director of this particular company just to ask the question if we were to supply you with microgreens what would we have to do mm. um we didn't know if there'd be any regulations or anything that it's things that we'd have to fulfill certificates to show I don't know something and the end of that conversation was oh why don't you come down and see us mm. so we did we had to be there for like 6 a.m or something mm. like that because they start as Robert said they start at 12 and they go through to about everybody's gone by 9 a.m mm. so he said to come at six so we got there at six and we were just hoping to walk away with just a little bit more information yeah yeah, and that would have been good. Mm -hmm. But while we were there, <laughs> we could see the spirit moving. and um, Very quickly. Very quickly, because the meeting that we had... It was only about 15, 20 minutes. Yeah, 15 minutes maximum, I think. And literally, we sort of went in there with a couple of questions. But then he started asking us questions. And at the end of it, he said, well, okay, he showed us this list of microgreens that what, he's what supplied. They order, what, what, what they order. What they order. And then supplier. said, well, if you can supply any of these on here, um, we will um, we'll take them off you. So, yeah, at the end of that meeting, brief meeting, um, God had it, orchestrated it, that we ended up coming out of there with a, a, a order for £2,000 worth of uh, microgreens, microgreens a month. Um, every month. Um, so that really and did... That sorry to interrupt, mm. but that was not even the full capacity of what they actually order from the supplier. No, no. It probably wasn't even quarter of what they get on a mm. monthly basis from their current supplier. Mm. So he said, "Well, we'll just start with this and see how you go." And he allowed us to pick 
the microgreens that we felt comfortable growing for him. Mm. So we picked pea shoots and just easy stuff. Yeah, easy know. stuff. Because, with, with the exception of amaranth. <laughs> yeah, because bearing in mind, at this time, we didn't have any infrastructure at all. No, well, we, we didn't. We, we had that one shelf. Did no, we, we didn't. Have, no, we no, didn't even have, we that, didn't did have we? that. No, we had no, no we lights. Had that one light. No, we had that one round. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that wasn't a grow light. That was just a lamp light. Uh, but we didn't have those um, T8s, shop lights like is what you call them. We had nothing like that. We had no racks because or shelves. It was, or... it was exploratory going there. Yeah, yeah. But as I said, we walked out of there with that deal. And very quickly, we had to get on our knees, A, to thank the Lord, and then B, to petition him to provide the infrastructure. Which he did. Which he did, mm -hmm. amazingly. And that's another testimony. So, um, yeah, so wholesalers... Um, is a quick way, if you're interested, I mean, obviously, you know, some of you um, listening to this might just be interested in growing microgreens for yourselves um, and for your family, and that's fine, um, you know, just to add to your salads and, and things like that. Um, but if you're interested in probably growing it commercially, you know, then um, going to a wholesaler is a good way because you don't have to be a jack of all trades. You can just maybe major on one, two, or three different microgreens. And... Um, um, you know, you're going to get paid. Um, you're not going to get paid. Uh, this is from our experience. You're not going to get paid the full whack because obviously you're just um, at the other end of the scale and the wholesaler. Is it, then, you, yeah, you, have you know, a, he's a middleman. You have a middleman. Yeah. So, um, but, you can, but you can shift a lot of But you can shift a lot of microgreens. And plus it gets you into the flow of um, growing the cycles um, you know, and and it gives you an opportunity to get all of your different processes down because believe you me, there was so much to learn in such a short space of time. Yeah, we and were at the end of our tether. Yeah. Our nights became day and yeah. our days became night. We were but... like, Lord, Lord, this is not it. This oh. can't be it. Please, Lord. <laughs> However, um, very quickly, we managed to get a system in place and, mm. you know, we had to get we had to have a system and we had to have a seeding day. We had to have a harvest day. In fact, we were harvesting the morning of delivery. Mm. So that wasn't so difficult, but making sure that we had everything seeded up in time so that we could supply. But he did give us a little leeway. He did say to us, well, as soon as you're ready, just mm. let us know. Mm. And I think we started supplying about four weeks later, yeah. um, somewhere around there, two to four weeks later, just to give ourselves some time to, you know. Um, get used to the cycles. And, and we had to get, in fact, we had one shelf. We 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 had a little windfall, a small windfall, which which bought us one shelf, which had how many rungs? Maybe two or two. three, two, something like that. And we had lights for that, but that was it. And we needed to. You, we had the first lot, the first week seeded, but you know we, you had to have it on a cycle. So we needed to get the next lot seeded, but we didn't have any more space or lights or trays or anything for that. So um, we had to pray, and we decided that we what we would do is, and it was we would work out what exactly that we needed to be able to supply this particular customer, and we needed six thousand pounds. What would that be about eight thousand dollars or something mm, worth of infrastructure something like that anyway and um so we didn't have that <laughs> and we just seeded into our last tray mm. so we got on our knees 
and just prayed and said, you know, Lord, you need to help us because this guy's expecting this stuff and, you know, we've committed mm. and we need to, you know, and we feel, we believe that you've brought this to us. So you have to now supply the way. And so that's exactly what happened. We, um, we prayed and we felt led to, um, to contact somebody that would maybe able to help us. And they did. Um, within 24 hours of that telephone call, we had the £6,000 in our bank account. So, you know, as we were saying, so the wholesalers could be a good way of just getting in the door mm-hmm. and for you to hone your skills with growing the microgreens, you know, on a regular basis. A um, couple things just to think about when you're doing wholesale um, delivery or getting your product to the wholesaler you know you may have to for us just again different context if you're just around the corner from the wholesaler that's fine you can just do that yourself or maybe the wholesaler can come to you for us that wasn't the case because the wholesaler was three Three hours away away. and the times that they needed to receive because they needed it on a Thursday early hours of the morning and they needed it as close to midnight as possible and Mm. you know health message and everything you yeah, it's just you can't be it's impossible for us yeah. to be doing that so we had to um hire the services of a haulage company so a logistics company. yeah we would drop it off like um late in the afternoon, afternoon. on a wednesday and then they would leave something like 10 o'clock or something. Mm. And then I think they would get there about midnight, one o'clock in the morning or something. But everything is chilled and stuff. They they would they would take fish backwards and forwards from the Shetland. Shetlands mm. down to Glasgow and then from Glasgow go out to the wider country. Yeah. And so our stuff would go. And I think initially we had some issues mm. because they said that the boxes were smelling of fish. Smelling of fish. That's so not good like, for microgreens. So we had to. Yeah. So we started wrapping the boxes in uh, like fish-proof film. <laughs> film. You know, you just fake it till you make it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So all these different things um, may or may not. You know, they they may come into play. If they don't, praise the Lord. If they do, these are all learning experiences. All yeah. Exactly. Go with the flow. Direct customers, yeah. and by that we mean. Um, direct trade customers so those would be your chefs your restaurants your cafe owners those types of things yeah so so you know we would see the um revenue that we had from uh, the, the wholesaler the wholesaler was kind of like the bread and butter money but you know we we felt that if we could get into the restaurants that would be really good because then we cut that middle in fact there's two middlemen mm. that we cut out because you've got you know the you, the grower would normally go to the wholesaler, and then the wholesaler would sell to the distributor, and then the distributor would sell then to the chef. To so the restaurant, and that's how it is here. I don't know how it is there, but that's how it is here. And so um, we would sell to direct to the restaurant, and we cut out the wholesaler and the distributor, and you can give that end price price. So we found that. Um, it would be quite good because we would have obviously the wholesale going on. And then when we got into the restaurants, as we mentioned, as we mentioned earlier, the restaurants, they just swung their doors open and they Mm. were really happy with the product. They said that the taste was better. The texture of the actual microgreens were better because what they had said is that because the competitor was selling um, growing hydroponically the actual microgreens they seemed to be a little bit limp Mm. they didn't have they weren't as robust 
And so I think that was a problem with their shelf life as well. Mm. So because we were growing in soil, um, I'm wondering whether perhaps the soil, I don't know what it is about the soil, but I, I'm thinking it may hold more moisture mm. for a longer period of time and make it available to the plant because there's no nutrients per se in the soil that we're using because it's um peat it's just peat but mm. obviously there's something in the peat that the um microgreens like and mm. you know that that cause them to have that more robust um situation going on and so they had the flavor did i mention that already yeah, yeah. they had mm. the flavor they and had it was lasting longer they were robust they were lasting longer and so the word just got out there and folks were just like we really love your microgreens and telling all their friends and their chef friends. And mm. we went from the wholesaler to Edinburgh. Edinburgh is also about three hours from here. Um, but there is a lot of microgreens being used by the chefs in Edinburgh. And so that actually, we're going to be talking a little in a little while about social media, because what I did is I actually went online to see who was using microgreens. I'll save that for social media. Save that for social media. <laughs> mm. But they were using it a lot. And so we went from one wholesaler to a handful of restaurants in Edinburgh to then supplying seven towns um, throughout Scotland, which was obviously Glasgow. Then we had Edinburgh, Dundee, Perth, Inverness, mm. Royal Deeside, which is where Balmoral is, where the Queen's Castle is. Mm. Um, and the Shire, Aberdeenshire. Aberdeen City and Aberdeenshire. Um, yeah, and what we were finding is that um, whenever we would speak to a, a chef, um, they were always, they would, we would always let them do a little taste test of the microgreens, and that really did blow their mind. That was Robert, really Robert would come home and he'd be like, oh, I wish I was just filming it. They would open up the clasp thingy and they would go they would the first thing they do is they smell it mm. and they'll be like whoa you know and Robert's trying to explain it all to me you know and then they'll taste it and they go whoa you know yeah <laughs> and he's like oh, I wish I'm I had like, a video yeah, there. I wish I had just filmed that with my phone <laughs> and um, yeah. used that on it on social media especially, but hey. especially the micro basil and the micro cilantro yeah. or coriander as yeah. we call it over yeah. here the smell and the they taste they would just love it yeah mm -hmm. yeah very very strong so when people have done the little taste test and then they would ask me how much you know it was and I would tell them and they'd be like oh wow um I thought it was going to be a lot more you so know we were like oh, and uh, it wasn't just one or two people there were quite a quite lot of chefs few. were saying the same thing oh um we thought that it was going to cost a lot more we, and others would say oh we'd be prepared to pay more more yeah you know and you know I'm telling them no it's like you know two pound or whatever two, I think it was Two, 210 or whatever i think we might have, yeah, yeah. 270 people were something. like well no i'll pay you more you know because it's a really good product so it we had to then go back and think okay well you know what is the lord trying to say to us here you know maybe well, we didn't really know what the pricing structure was we didn't we and just had to take a stab in the dark really yeah, yeah. and so um we then um incorporated or, or upped our price our selling price to three pound a tub yeah and so what we found is that by going to the chefs directly um we were obviously getting a, a better return as it were on our investment um, four obviously and seven four, four sorry four dollars and seven cents yeah per microgreen tub small clasp that's um, the equivalent yeah. But obviously, again, it's all context because if if the market that or where you live, you know, if there's about you know a hundred other microgreen growers, um, then everyone's competing 
um, on price. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> you can have price wars. Yeah, so then you may have to keep your price uh, low. But and what I'm thinking five, is that... About five dollars thirty. Yeah, for the for bigger tub. The large tub, which would be um, the uh, red, red vein sorrel, and nasturtium, things and like nasturtiums, that. that anything in the large. But tub. do your due diligence. You know, check things out. Um, you know, look at the context for where you are, and then also. Um, which we always do. I mean, just pray because mm. the Lord knows is, you know, this whole agriculture thing is not, it's not, and understand when I say this, it's not, it's not a money thing. <laughs> you know, it's a God thing. Mm-hmm. So if God is asking us to do this and if God is saying, which we've read, and I'm sure you've read the quotes that, um, by doing this sort of work, you know, it's God's plan for us to be self-sufficient, mm. you know, this, that, the other, then God will bring the business, mm-hmm. you know, it's his business, mm-hmm. it's his calling, mm-hmm. so we don't have to worry, but obviously we need to do our work and do it diligently, so, you know, we may have to, if it means that we have to drop a price, not a problem, we need to pray and ask God, bring more customers, I mean, we've given God stuff, will do that. We've given you know? stuff away before as well. Yeah, yeah, so. Whatever, if, we, if we've seeded up a little too much, Rather than throw it away, we yeah. would just go into other restaurants and say, here, here, try this, That's you know, right. or whatever. That's right. So the restaurants have been really, really good for us. The wholesale was good. We don't do wholesale anymore. No. Um, we were really just major on the restaurants. Mm-hmm. And I found personally from, uh, you know, when you're dealing with a wholesaler, you're dealing with one person, mm-hmm. uh, which is fine. Um, but when you're dealing with restaurants, then you're dealing with 20, 30 um chefs Mm -hmm. at any one time Mm -hmm. um you know if it's a head chef anyway um you know and that means that in terms of just being able to interact with people um because at the end of the day you know we're the light we're the salt and um Mm. you know it it gives you a lot more sort of exposure to people and um people exposed to you and your ways which is really good but the main way of getting all of these revenue streams every single one of them the main way is prayer is prayer on our knees that's how it's been yeah we've had we're like lord this is your business you have asked us to come and do this so we're asking you to provide a way and don't get me wrong it's not as if you know we're not sort of treating god like a a a, a magic genie or anything like that but the point is we take god oh, sometimes we have to wait yeah exactly yeah, yeah but we, but we do take god at his word and he's got tons of promises in the Bible, which we can claim. There's a thousand ways that he can provide for you, of which you know nothing. The other revenue stream that we've seen just recently, it, actually, no, before I do that one, I'll do that one last. The other one as well is um, shops. Oh, yeah. Um, over here, in Scotland anyway, again, it's all about context. We don't have what you would call farmer's markets that are not on... Sabbath. Yeah, that are not. No, they're all on Sabbath. Yeah, all the there. farmers markets here are all on Sabbath. All the farmers markets are on one. Sabbath. Except yeah. except one. Yeah. But if you've got that, then obviously you've got the uh, market to farmers markets. As I said, yeah. we don't have that. But we did look at shops. And so there was a um a few shops. A few shops yeah. that we that we tried. Yeah, health food stores. Yeah, they weren't we, for us, they weren't they weren't big sellers. No. Really. We have seen people that have benefited really well actually from mm. the shops. Mm. 
you know? Yeah. We have. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. People in America, in fact. Yeah, yeah. But for us, as I said, up just here not, not in for Scotland, us. It just hasn't worked. It just didn't work in that way. And then the last thing is um, veg boxes. That's the last one. Yeah. And um, we'll just speak on this very briefly. But, um, again... We, we don't get a huge amount of um, of uptake. And that's why we had to scale everything down um, because of COVID. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we're all in this together and we'll see how God leads through this um, pandemic. From January to March, it was just snow. It was just snowballing. And so we were or just just coming down from that. And so we were like, OK, it mm-hmm. is what it is. Mm-hmm. But then we decided just as a thought we would just um, offer an out-of-season box because we have a, a fellow farmer in Inverness that we went to visit, um, I think it was around January in actual fact, and um, we thought it would be nice to go and visit them. They're a farming family. They're not Adventist or anything. They're just, you know, secular folk. Um, but a lovely, lovely couple, and they have children, and um, we just were interested to see what they were doing, and they were so eager to have us come, and we went and literally sort of spent half a day with mm. them didn't we mm. and we sat and had hot drinks and everything yeah, and they nice showed people. us their chickens and the, you know honey and everything and they were the ones that mentioned it because we said oh so what do you do in the winter time because you know we don't grow in the winter because we can't and they were like well th- they don't really grow in the winter either and they, so we were like so what do you do and he said well we buy in and so he was like oh you never thought of doing that and I was like well we we thought about it but you know, we just dismissed it because we thought, well, that's not really what we do. We don't buy in, we grow. <laughs> but I don't know. I think the Lord was already preparing our minds because then come March, in fact, it was just before the lockdown, mm. literally at the time that it was about to happen, we sat at the table and uh, we decided, why don't we do an out of season box and we buy in, you know, in fact, from the same company that we supplied microgreens to. And so we decided to do that. And literally we just got like, you know, it was like a stampede. Mm. And again, we ended up in a situation where we were like, you know, just trying to catch up. We were working night and day pretty much Mm. almost, (laughs) you know, and, um, and then we again we got the system in place to deal with such a volume of customers. I think, you know, I think we went up to like 250 veg boxes a week, mm. something along those lines. And then obviously the summer came, and so um, we, you know, other products came online as well, edible flowers and honey and things like that. Um, we don't do the honey ourselves. A lady contacted us and asked if we would sell the honey, so we agreed to do that. Mm. And so, mm. yeah, so the veg boxes, um, we do them all year now, um, our own produce in the summer and bought in produce in the winter. Yeah. And as I said, and then um, as an add on to the veg box, we have um, our customers can um, put microgreens as an add on. That's why we're mentioning. This. Yeah. Um, but again, it's not any big figures or anything like that. No. Um, and we're just going to have to wait and see, as I said, how COVID moves and what the Lord has in store, what his plan is um, for us in terms of um, continuing with microgreens or a new, um, another market stream maybe um, for the microgreens. Well, you know, over the 
past few months with COVID, the restaurants have just been up and down. Mm. So when they're up, they'll contact us again. Oh, mm. can we have some microgreens? And then when it's down, like at the moment, they're down. In fact, all the restaurants have to be shut because we're in a full lockdown at the moment. Yeah. In fact, I just had another thought today. Um, always looking at different ways. You know, I read a quote from my devotion one morning and, and Ellen White, she says, she says, be enterprising, <coughs> you know. And OK, that can have so many different meanings. But, you know. To be enterprising, I think, is is um, it's quite an exciting word, you know. Mm. And mm. we just recently launched a new product line, which is raw juicing or raw juice, cold pressed juice, because we were juicing ourselves. And, you know, we're drinking this stuff. We're like, this stuff tastes so good. You know, we've got like the carrots and the beets and lemon going on and, mm. and it looks good and it mm. tastes good. And so we were like, well, why don't we actually just get bottles and bottle this up? And then uh, we could sell it like as a as a three day cleanse or a five day cleanse or mm. whatever. And so we decided that we would do that. And it was just today I said to Robert, I said, you know what? I said, we could do like a limited edition mm. of the raw juices with and we can put microgreens in it. Mm. So it would be like a super duper, you know, with extra the, with, tangy. <laughs> well, we can put the we can put the radish in yeah. and it will be like a wow. spicy, yeah. <laughs> a spicy 40 times more nutritious. But yeah. it's just, you know, trying to be creative and think mm. of different ways that we can you know keep that revenue going i actually think people go for it and it would be really interesting to to see what the uptake would be like so watch this space <laughs> see what happens okay yeah. but um we're gonna now um close out this section so i hope you've been uh blessed i hope you've been informed um so again this was market streams and um, we looked at wholesale we looked at um, chefs and restaurants going direct. We also looked at um, shops or farmers markets, um, if you've got farmers markets in your area. And then um, lastly, we looked at um, including microgreens as an add-on option for your veg boxes as well. And limited edition raw juice. And limited edition <laughs> raw juice. So thank you again. Okay, so in this section, we're just going to cover very briefly on some more sort of admin-y type um, things that you might have to do with regards to growing microgreens and also um, selling them. Um, so this section is actually about um, logos and uh, labeling or labels, should we say. Uh, because obviously on those little clamshells that we showed you, the plastic ones, um, those have got your labels on just to keep things looking professional, look uh, keep things looking neat and um, orderly. And so um, what we did was now I know for some people, they would go and um, hire a logo making person. <laughs> which you can do that. Which you can do that. Um, if you've got the money for that, praise the Lord. We didn't. <laughs> we didn't. So <laughs> obviously we weren't going to be doing that. Mm -hmm. uh, but what we did was um, we thought to ourselves, okay, what can we do? Mm -hmm. um, we don't know um, Adobe Photoshop. Um, we don't own a Adobe Photoshop. So, you know, we had to just look at what options are there available. Although you can get it on a trial, but. You can get it on trial, but we didn't do that either. No. Um, so we just looked at, we did a bit of searching on YouTube, um, looked at a couple of tutorials. And in the end, we said that what we would do is um, use a product called um, Inkscape. Inkscape. I normally say inch. Inch. That's what I thought. Let me quickly say it. <laughs> Inkscape. Inkscape. You may have come across it. 
it's uh for some people it's the poor man's version of um photoshop yeah. but to me i'm like it's brilliant we don't care we don't care <laughs> uh and so you know we had to watch a few tutorials just to learn how to use it mm. um because these things you know i mean we've had no we don't have any skills or experience in that um but we were like lord we're just going to see if we can you know get this done get a logo done do it ourselves um and so um do we need to show on the... Yeah, so we're just going to sh um, share the screen. Mm. See how that works. Okay. There we go. So you can... Yeah, so um, let me just go into... This is a place to find it. You'll go to your... Google. Uh, go to Google. If you use Chrome, you don't have to. I only just started using it. I would always use Safari, but Robert says... Yeah. You need to use a Google Chrome. Yeah. So, so Inch... Ink... Scape, draw freely. And the thing with this is that it is actually a free download. So that was the re the reason. Mm. Um, and from the reviews and um, things that we saw, instructional videos, it can do the same thing as mm -hmm. Photoshop. But we didn't need to do all of that. We just needed to be able to make a logo. Mm -hmm. And so um, that's what we used. So we went to um, Inkscape, Inkscape, downloaded, and... Um, and then went ahead and started um, praying for inspiration. <laughs> As it says here, you can get professional uh, vector graphics. Yeah, which is it. what you need. Which is what you need, yeah. Yeah, you need so, you, you need your graphics so that they have uh, a no background, a yeah. um, invisible background. That's right. Um, and not just that, like, if you want to have T-shirts made or um, posters done, you need to have that really good quality um yeah, vector. format. That's mm -hmm. right. Yeah. So that's what we did. We um we in the end uh made our own logo using um Inkscape. Um so I'm just gonna bring up a yeah. So this is like our logo, the artisan grower, and then it looked some people say it's a plate. With a fork and a spoon. Yeah. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's actually. It's hand tools. It's hand tools. <laughs> if you look closely, it's actually hand tools. But, you know, from a distance on our website and vice versa, <laughs> on an email, it looks like a plate with a knife and a fork, but it's not. It's hand tools that you would use growing, obviously. And the name Artisan Grow, actually, we believe came from the Lord because we were praying and praying and actually nothing came. So we were just going to say Sully Family Farm. And that's fine. <laughs> and so we went with that. And then, I don't know, we were just having a conversation in the car one day driving along and we were just talking about how you know it used to be 100 years ago you know where we were talking about the horse and cart we we're talking about mm. pioneer days where they would have to take the horse and the carriage and they couldn't go all the way to Aberdeen we mm. were saying in the car mm. because it's just so far away yeah, too long. and it would take them way too long and I think actually we were watching a program about the Amish community mm. and about how they keep with the horse and carriages and they stay so far away from the city that it's um you know, it's not easy for the young people if they want to, to go off into the city or mm. whatever, you know. And so it just keeps them, the city at harm's, you know, way. Yeah. And so I said, you know, imagine if it was still like that today. Mm. And we were talking in the car and we said, you know, you'd have your artisan. Bread your makers. Bread maker and your artisan, you know, florist. And, and then I said, you'd have your artisan grower. And then we just looked at each other and we were like, artisan grower. Bingo. That's, yeah, we just love that. We were like, oh, we could just call it. And so we were actually just about five minutes from home. So as soon as we got in, we just dashed onto the computers, 
had looked to see if it was available on on the web theartisangrower.co.uk and it was available so we were like wow this is it this is going to be our name And everything came together. So, you know, as we said, if you've got um, the idea just to try and keep things professional, especially if, A, you're going to be using a wholesaler because you need to be able to brand yourself if you're selling microgreens or anything else. Um, But more so if you are selling direct to chefs and um, shops, you need to be have your you know your logo and everything you need you need to have a proper brand. brand yeah so by god's grace we were able to um get the logo made and then once we were able to do the logo uh then that meant that we were able to get all of the rest of our labeling um specifically because we're talking about microgreens so i can just show you um our labeling sheet again just to give you an idea we had to make this all ourselves everything we had to do from scratch so we this just, is we oh. just bought some labels literally that when we got the tubs we measured the space within the tub where you would put a sticker and then we went onto a label company mm. and we just found the one that matched that size yeah that was the closest and so really? <laughs> this is how we would have to um lay out all of our um labels Mm -hmm. and then um and then print that um peel off the stickers and then put them onto the um the plastic tubs that we showed you either the 30 Mm -hmm. gram ones Mm -hmm. or the uh or the 100 gram ones and sometimes that would be a job the children would do actually yeah yeah. especially if we were you know rushed for time if we had um you know a lot of microgreens they love sticking labels all kids love sticking labels you know it's a a nice little job once you've shown them how to do it and you know we tell them it's for the customer it's got to look nice you Mm -hmm. know Mm -hmm. and uh anea she's very sort of methodical about how she goes about sticking the labels on so yeah sometimes they would be upside down but thankfully these kind of stickers would <laughs> yeah. be um you know we would tell them easy to take off <clears throat> they were easy to take off and re-stick so mm-hmm. it wasn't so much of a problem but you know we would show them it needs to be this way around and there's like a little tab where you open up the box and we're like that needs to be on the bottom right <laughs> you yeah, know and yeah, that's right and they, they'd be okay with it now all of these things again these are just admin things but um for some people and again if you've got the money if you've got the finances you can pay and have labels Produce. ready made for mm-hmm. you. So you don't have to do any of this work. You just give them the brief and then, you know, these companies online, they will make these things up. Obviously for us, the stage that we were at, um, funds were not, we didn't have lots of funds. So we had to do whatever it is that that we could do just to keep, um, um, so that we didn't have to spend, you know, so yeah. much money. And, and to, to be, be honest, honest for, for us, you know, we try to be frugal. So I think yeah. even, even if we had the money, we would try and do it ourselves. In fact, you know, we, as we said, we we're about to launch the uh, raw juices. And, mm. you know, I suppose, you know, we have the money to get a printer to do it. But why would we want to play, pray, Put money. play, pray, <laughs> pay a printer when we could just do it ourselves? So yeah. we decided in the end we'd buy a laser printer and keep everything in house. Yeah, so, yeah, which means yeah. then you're future proofing. But again, that's right. That's just for us. We don't know what the future might hold. We no. might want to print some other something. No. And, and nothing wrong with printers. You know, yeah. there may be a printer in the audience. Well, printers are good. Well, we worked out that how you know I think it was going to. I think it was like 10 times if we'd ordered the, the labels 10 times, we could have actually bought or a laser uh, really good professional laser printers. We thought, let's do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So um, so I hope this um, this uh, 
this section has helped. Um, just looking at labels, looking at uh, sorry, looking at logos, and getting your branding. Um, you can like ourselves um, do it yourself if you are slightly artistic. We're not really that artistic, um, but that's why we wanted our labeling and branding very simple. And also, you can go the route of getting a print company, which once you've given them the brief they can sort this all out. But I think for microgreens, as I said, especially if you're going to be selling direct to chefs or farmer's market shops, you do need to have your branding sorted out. Mm. And, and it does need to be quite eye-catching, mm. if possible. Okay. So I hope you found that um, of good use. And um, we'll see you in the next section. Okay. In this section, we're going to be talking about um, more admin sort of related stuff. Um, email and also social media. So those are the three sections that we're going to cover um, very briefly. Our website, it's one of those things where, um, again, <laughs> you could pay and get a website done professionally. Um, we didn't do that. I guess you kind of knew we were going to say that. <laughs> um, we, we decided to sort of build the website ourselves, um, again, through a bit of research and um, this, that, the other save ourselves a little bit of money and plus gain some extra skills as well. I think we would have saved, us, saved ourselves a lot of money. Yeah, potentially. Because web design can be quite costly. Quite costly, quite costly. And those that do it professionally, you know, I take my hats off to them. It's a lot of work. Mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah, it's not something that I really relish. Um, no, whenever I say to him, oh, we need to change something on the website. No, he's like, no, 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 please. Like, we have to no. because... <laughs> it's Please, not reading no, right or no. something where's the web developer <laughs> you are the web developer <laughs> call him <laughs> yeah so um yes obviously you know so th this this is it so this is the um this is the in fact the last one i think was the microgreens yeah so this is a picture actually that a customer of ours took mm. and um <clears throat> you know we can use it here so we, I think we put like a, what was that? Some kind of filter, filter. on it or something. And then yeah. you have it in the sli edge slider there. Yeah. I think. And uh, you can see in here, actually, while we're just there, uh, as we were just talking on website, you can see some red cabbage. You can see some. Um, purple shiso down purple here. Shiso. <coughs> yeah, purple shiso. Purple up here. Up there. Um, lemon balm. Yeah, lemon balm. Some Rocket or. Rocket. What do they call it? Arugula. Anyway. Yeah, so, you know, we just had to do this. But again, web presence, I think, is good uh, only because it's just the way that everybody operates. Um, so if you're running a business, selling microgreens, this, that, the other, you know, um, you hand them a business card or, you know, you give them your details. You know, people want to know these things, you know, so they go on your website and check. Um, so that's why we did it. Um, yeah. So, so this is a picture that we took actually of our microgreens. This put. is Rambo radish. For those of you that have grown before, you'll know the colours, how they look. Um, a cousin to um, China radish, which we were showing in the um, other vid other um, instructional classes. Yeah. And so this is our little bump on um, microgreens. It's not a lot, mm. but it's just somewhere for our customers to go. Yeah, just know, to get just to information. Have a, a professional, what's the word? Um, Image, look. Look and feel, yeah, yeah, something like and that. And then, obviously, the website then goes into the other the other things that we that we sell, which is here the veg boxes, and this is access to the online store. And then here are the actual veg boxes. Mm. 
And then it's just some, we introduce, as we said, the raw juices. You know, um, the thing with the raw juices is that, um, and I know this is not about that, but just a little side note, is that we have this thing where we we believe that when you process your produce, you'll always make more revenue through processed through processing mm. so if you're if you have an apple orchard you'll make less money selling apples than you would selling apple juice or apple pie or apple pie or apple without sugar butter or whatever yeah. you call it apple sauce without white flour yeah so yeah so this is just taking you through our website just some more information on the raw juices and then you can see here just some images that we have here. Yeah, and we try to keep things as visual as possible because from the research that we looked at, that's what people like. Yeah. They like visual sites when they go onto them. So yeah. that's what we decided to do. So it's good. If you don't want to have an influx of emails asking lots of questions, it's a really good idea that you put, put as everything. much information as you can actually on your website and then if you find that you're getting um a certain amount of questions that are coming through all the time then you know it's something you need to include on your website mm -hmm. so yeah so this is just some information and a disclaimer about the raw juices and actually not just that oh no this is a disclaimer about the produce mm -hmm. yeah and so then at the bottom of our website we because Robert was using WordPress. I don't know if I mentioned that already, but mm. you're using WordPress, aren't you? And so we were able to use, what are these called? Not widgets, what are they? I can't remember. Plugins. Yeah, That's some it. sort plugin. of plugin. Mm. Yeah, it's a plugin that... Instagram plugin. Yeah, that talks to your Instagram feed. And so every time you post, it puts it onto your website as well. Yeah, automatically, so you don't have so, to worry about anything. Yeah, so this is actually the profile information. It scraped it from our Instagram and placed it here on, on our website and then people have the option to load more instagram posts and to follow us on instagram too and then at the bottom we have our contact in information in fact some people use this contact form mm, mm. um to a lot of people for lots of different things or mm. can you add a, a fruit bag now please and can you do this can you do that and so and then it's got our contact information there and then our opening times here and then, you know, our regis, uh, official registration information. And the other thing, um, very quickly, is um, we did decide to use a um, a different email address for when dealing with microgreens. Well, dealing with everything to do with the, the company. But specifically, we're talking about microgreens here. So um, when we go in to see the chefs um, and we have our card, this is the information that we would give. And so... Um, some people will, would use their own personal email address, mm -hmm. um, and that's fine, but we wanted just to have something separate and, um, and in our opinion, have something maybe a little bit more professional. And so, um, you but know. Having said that, we are using Gmail. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, but you can but not our personal. No, not our personal, um, but you can also, with a lot of these, uh, when you purchase uh, an, an, a web address, you can also have the opportunity to have like, you know, sales at theartisangrower.co.uk. Mm. But again, that was more cost and we thought it's not necessary. So we didn't bother. Not necessary. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the last couple of things we're just going to talk on very briefly now is um, social media. Yeah. So I'm just going to quickly go into Instagram here. Um, I have to go in this way because, yeah. So this is our Instagram feed. Um, 
and you can see it's pretty simple really we just ran a, a giveaway it's very good to it's another really good way to actually promote your product mm. um what we had people do if i click this i think it should come up we're giving away um <clears throat> a <clears throat> try my flavor try my flavors pack which is one of each flavor of the juices that we're doing you can do this with microgreens too mm. and basically um what we asked people to do is to share this post with five of their friends and um then obviously it's like a cascading effect and then they have the opportunity then to win um a try my flavors pack but the beauty is it gets Gets our the well, yeah, that's whatever product, um, and you can do the same with microgreens. We've done it the same. We're just showing you the m most recent, the most recent, um, yeah, yeah, post that we've we've done with that. Yeah, um, oh, actually, we have some microgreens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some always good. So we just, you know, we just try and keep people updated with what we're growing. Um, In fact, this guy here, Black Isle Vegbot, because is. They are the ones that we went to visit that we spoke to about in Inverness mm. uh, that January. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. So that's, this is pretty simple. It's just. Yeah. So we use Instagram a lot. Um, I mean, not, me? I mean, we say a Hello? lot, but I mean, compared to other people. Right. Can you talk? You know, we're not, we don't live on it, but we do post so that people can see uh, what we're doing. Right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to like that. Hold on just a um, yeah. <laughs> It's just some labelling um, that we do. <clears throat> and here's another microgreen picture. Yeah, Rambo Radish again. Yeah. So that's it, really. I mean, you can go and take a look at our... Follow us. Yeah. Take a look do. at, you know... What? Now, we've found um, um, Instagram, oh, not so much Facebook. We have a business, Facebook. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> and we don't, we don't really get that much... Um, traction from facebook we get a lot more inquiries we do get inquiries from facebook but we get a lot more microgreen inquiries um via um instagram and i think that's why we post quite a lot so what we do is every time we post we've got it set up that every time we post on instagram it posts automatically to facebook so and then um you know people do say a few things but majority of um majority of um feedback and things like that we get um from um instagram yeah just show the red vein sorrel this is red, red vein, vein sorrel if you've grown it before you know what that looks like that takes forever to grow in our context anyway um but time. nice you know nice when it has grown purple shisa yeah yeah very nice very very nice these taste like aniseed yeah very nice the chefs love them because of the colors yeah. things like that so this is what as i said so it's just a way it's a free way of um of getting publicity and um you know getting your product out there all it takes you is a little bit of time excuse me to set yourself up mm -hmm. once you're set up then uh, then you can start posting and start cataloging it's a way of cataloging your growing and your experiences and then as you start getting your product your microgreens into chefs into shops um, we would encourage you to um, get the chef or the shop to take a picture of the products post it on their own which is um, what social media which is what outlets. i'm showing you at yeah the moment. this is some of the uh 
this Bistro Verdi is a restaurant that we yeah. supply. Bonobo, they're a vegan restaurant in Aberdeen. Mm. There we go. So they would just share and then we'd just go and repost. Yeah, yeah. It just keeps things is. alive. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that is social media. Yeah. That's social media. Actually, um, oh. let me just add one little thing. Very and quickly. that is when we first started out... Um, getting our produce into the um, <clears throat> the restaurants I used um, Instagram I went and I looked at um, different foodie people that post a lot of um, their time in different restaurants mm. and I would just go in and look at the different meals and if I could see microgreens on the plate then I would take a note of the restaurant because I know that they're using microgreens and then what would what Robert would do is he had a blanket message that he would send to the restaurant asking him if they would be interested in taking a free sample which nine times out of ten they would yeah and then um robert would go down there and then sort of start some kind of um rapport with them mm. and then we would um usually about nine times or nine and a half times out of ten we would usually get to supply them yeah um because as i said before there seems to be a bit of a um you know, uh, a hole in the market there. Yeah. So again, so I hope you found that um, useful and of interest and um, we'll see you in the next section. Yeah. So this is the final um, section that we're going to be dealing with um, invoicing, which, um, you know, is all part of the professional image when um, growing microgreens and selling them and it's also a good part because once you've invoiced somebody it means um, god willing that you're going to get paid so um, we do have a number of customers that um, pay by cash and that's fine but even when they pay by cash we still give them an invoice mm. to say that um, what we've just delivered to them has been paid and so it's just a, a smart way not just in terms of professionalism but also it keeps a record of what you've sold. Yeah. Um, so a lot yeah. of the um, invoicing companies that we use or have used, we've used two. Mm. Um, they keep a report of all of your sales and everything that that goes on. So that's mm. pretty good. While well, while we were with the wholesaler and the restaurants, we were using Zoho mm -hmm. for a while. I so, found that they are actually better. I think so. When working with businesses. Yeah um so we used them a lot when we were you when we were working with the restaurants because the restaurants would often want a 30-day invoice mm. and and zoho worked really well with that for that yeah and then they could send um, reminders and what have you but most right. of our customers actually did pay on time yeah they were it's very very um heavily featured mm. and i don't think there's anything you couldn't do with it and um we worked with it we worked with it for Quite a good well. couple of years yeah um but then when the um what's it called the covid came and Things we changed. we stopped working with the restaurants as much mm. then we moved over to um square which we'll just um, and we'll show you oops sorry. we'll show you that yeah so here is square and so you probably heard about Square, but they it works really, really well mm. with um for with, doing subscriptions, it does. subscriptions, recurring payments, weekly, and, monthly, and all that sort of yeah, stuff, which so, is what we're doing a lot more of. So if you earn like if you have people that and they they also have a shop, 
mm. isn't it? Deserve a shop. Deserve a, deserve feature. a shop. Not a, a shop, shop feature. feature. So our shop actually on our website is actually powered by Square. Mm. Although having said that, we're looking at moving over to Shopify. So, but this is, it's maybe. currently, maybe, yeah. Mm. But it's currently powered by Square. And so they handle all the payments. And so if you sell, let's say, I don't know, 500 pounds or dollars worth of goods on Monday, then um, the cutoff is midnight and then you you get paid the following day. So it's actually, they're very quick actually at, at paying as well. Yeah, which is so, good because some um, service providers, they take quite a while, like PayPal, they yeah, take ages. It's not, you know. So you've got to look at things like this. Yeah. And the other thing just to throw in there, just as we're ending, is um, we also had a card reader from Square. Mm-hmm. Now, to be honest, we've probably used it like twice since we've uh, since we bought it. Um, and, um, but, you know, because the idea was we were going to use it at, at, um, at shops maybe, or if we could have got around to farmer's markets, but because as I, as we mentioned before, we didn't really major on far, farmer's markets. So, um, we didn't have to use it, but having a card reader, that's really handy. If you're at a market or if you're selling on the spot, um, then you can take a payment straight away. Um, especially if someone's got a card cause it's contactless, you can do all these different things. So, Again, it just keeps things neat. And with the card reader as well, um, you can send an invoice to them via email or on the phone as well. You can get a text message, you know, so all these different features, which we think use technology where you can just to streamline and make your life a lot easier easier because you can't be bugged down with with admin. We're meant to be growing. We're meant to be in the soil. You know, we can't be bugged down with all these paper things. So. Well, we try it's, it's needed but yeah we we try as much as possible to um streamline things streamline things mm. yeah as much as possible yeah so this is the card reader that we've got and again it's contactless you know you've probably seen them in some small um shops things like that yeah um but yeah that's what we use but as i said we only use them maybe two or three times we've hardly if, used it at all because it's usually an accountant that may pay us for you know, an invoice that a company that we've sent to a company. Yeah. Um, you know, very rarely would they actually use a card, but you know, in fact, we thought that we were going to be doing the farmers markets and we thought that this would be really good for that. Mm. Um, but there there are occasions and there have been occasions where um, you know, we how to put it, um we've dealt with smaller restaurants Mm. where the owner is the chef and he would use a business card and pay. So that that's possible. So that happens as well. Yeah. Yeah. So that's it. So we hope again that you found that um, of use and, um, and a blessing. And um, again, as we're coming up to the end, um, I'm sure if you've got any questions, just save them up till um, the section's actually finished. So that's the end of the microgreens um, second day classes. Um, We hope you enjoyed it. We hope you did. This media was brought to you by Audioverse, a website dedicated to spreading God's word through free sermon audio and much more. If you would like to know more about Audioverse, or if you would like to listen to more sermons, please visit www.audioverse.com dot org.